Welcome to the 13th edition of our Europe Monitoring by MENA Research Center in Vienna. Today, once again, we will start with Denmark, where there are official protests against the new law on banning uh, the burning of Quran. In Denmark, the government's proposal to criminalize the burning of the Quran in the future has been sharply criticized by the opposition parties. Now, unfree and medieval forces in the Middle East could dictate how we should live here at home, said the former integration minister and current leader of the right-wing populist Danish Democrats, Inga Stoiberg. A representative of the National Conservative Danish People's Party called government representatives who presented the proposed law undertakers of freedom of expression. A Liberal Alliance representative spoke of a reintroduction of the blasphemy clause even if the government claimed otherwise. The government had a bill to amend the criminal code submitted. According to this, the inappropriate treatment of objects with significant religious significance for a religious community in public should be punished with a fine or a prison sentence of up to two years. Accordingly, improper treatment should include burning, splashing or kicking the religious object as well as destroying it, for example by hitting or tearing it. Lawyers argued that the proposed law actually represented a reintroduction of uh, at least the parts of the blasphemy paragraph that were applicable at that time. This was very broad. The new, uh, the now planned provision essentially covers what the standard could have been used for at the time. In Denmark, blasphemy legislation was abolished in 2017 as a result of the crisis over the Mohammed cartoons. Freedom of expression is an absolute fundamental value, but in democracies there is no freedom without responsibility, said Deputy Prime Minister and Economics Minister Jakob Elemann Jensen, from the Venstre party. The burning of holy scriptures is a provocation for the sake of provocation. This has put Denmark in a difficult position. The government cannot just stand by and watch. Books should not be burned but read. Sweden's government has also announced a reform with regard to the burning of the Quran. The aim is to examine whether, by changing the regulatory law, Sweden's security can in future be a criterion for allowing gatherings, for example those used to burn the Quran. But there is widespread opposition to the plan in Sweden. The minority government is expected to lack a majority in Parliament for that proposal. Now to the southern neighbor of Denmark, 
we're going to Germany, where the German government cut funds for integration. Integration courses for migrants in Germany are not only overloaded, the supply does not match demand. The federal government's budget plans now provide for significant cuts in the area of language and integration courses. Those responsible are protesting massively against these cuts. If the plans are implemented, it would be de facto mean that the end of initial orientation courses at many locations, including in the accommodation. We see massive underfunding coming our way, which will have serious consequences. Central offices in the federal states warn of the effects in a letter. It is a catastrophe for the municipalities, the districts, the states, but above all, the refugees, it says. Initial orientation courses are the basis of integration and language training, followed by integration and professional language courses. In spring, the state prime ministers and the federal chancellor decided to expand initial orientation and integration courses, both quantitatively and qualitatively. In June, the budget was increased by 15 to 40 million euros in order to be able to continue the offer in the second half of the year. Due to the high level of financial uncertainty, planning is difficult and lecturers who teach the courses may not be able to be retained. The German Federal Interior Minister, Nancy Faeser, can formally point out that spending on integration in her budget has increased slightly overall. However, this refers to the initially approved budget, not to the respective increases. Faeser wants to check for herself which courses are most beneficial and suggests starting straight away with integration courses. However, there is also a clear financial shortage for integration courses. In some communities in Germany, refugees wait up to a year before they can start their course. The initial orientation, which starts straight away and lasts about three to four months, should not be played off against the integration courses. The initial, initial orientation courses strengthen the social aspect. It is therefore difficult to measure success based uh, on language acquisition alone. The initial orientation courses often take place in the accommodation themselves. There is a great thirst for knowledge about Germany among refugees, which needs to be quenched and not erased, says a representative of uh, such a course. We stay in Germany where a quite well-known TV news anchor and author no longer wants to say anything about Islam in the future. The journalist and Islam expert Konstantin Schreiber no longer wants to say anything publicly about Islam. I will no longer comment on anything that has anything remotely to do with Islam. I won't write any books about it. I reject talk shows requests. I don't do that anymore, he says in an interview with the German weekly newspaper Die Zeit. Now, says Schreiber, some people might celebrate and uh, maybe open the champagne bottles, 
Whether this is a win for freedom of expression and journalism is another question. Konstantin Schreiber has been the spokesman for the well-known uh, Tagesschau uh, news program every day since 2021. He has worked before for a newspaper in Lebanon, for a TV station in Egypt, for the news channel NTV. He received even the very renowned Grimme Prize in 2016 for his program Marhaba, arriving in Germany. He has published various books and has studied Islam intensively. Over time, reactions to his journalistic work became more and more extreme. He was slandered as an Islamophobe and right-wing extremist. Most recently, left-wing activists threw a cake at him during an appearance at the University of Jena. What particularly struck Schreiber, however, was the, in his opinion, cowardly attitude of a representative of the Talia bookstore, which organized the reading with him at the University in Jena, who, in view of the attack on him, only spoke of not excluding the opinion of the attacker. The university only made a statement two days after the attack, only in response to press inquiries and not to him as the person affected. He is not afraid of contradiction, says Schreiber, but it's something different when someone I've never spoken to, who I don't even know personally, makes a Jutzius comparison. This is not a debate, not an exchange of any argument, not a pro and con. This is simply defamation. He had made this decision to no longer comment publicly on Islam long before this incident because of two events. A taxi driver drove him home after the night shift at the uh, news show Tagesschau. He did not say a word during the journey and only commented to him when he got out now I know where you live. Another drastic event was a seminar that he was supposed to give at an academy on the subject of Islam and media, and he was warned that the event could be blown up. Then he finally said to himself, no, I don't want that, I don't want this negativity in my life. Now let's go to Belgium, where the prison sentence for the mastermind of the Brussels terror night is not life imprisonment. The jury in the trails surrounding the terrorist attacks on March 22, 2016 in Brussels had declared Salah Abdeslam guilty of terrorist murder at the end of July, but has now sentenced him not for life sentence as the final step in the trial. Abdeslam apparently viewed this as an acquittal. One thing had already been decided, he would spend the rest of his life in prison. Salah Abdeslam, 34 years old, a Brussels citizen with a French passport, is one of the terrorist cell responsible for the attacks on November 13, 2015 in Paris, 
and a few months later in Brussels at the airport and in the subway. It frightened the whole of Europe. 130 people lost their lives in Paris. 32 people died in Brussels. Countless victims and survivors are forever scared. The jury in the Paris trial last year sentenced Abdeslam to life in prison without any possibility of early release, the highest sentence known to French law. It is legally controversial whether the Brussels jury could have imposed another life sentence. It is possible that the court wanted to avoid Abdeslam appealing, or perhaps it was actually an act of mercy towards a man who ruined so many lives, including his own. The harshest verdict on Salah Abdeslam was handed down by the Belgian lawyer Sven Marie, who defended him in the trial in Paris. Abdeslam is a little asshole from Molenbeek who comes from pity crime and is more of a follower than a leader, he said in an interview with the French newspaper Libération. Abdeslam has the intelligence of an empty ashtray and is abysmal hollow. Lawyer Marie reported that he once asked him whether he had read the Quran at all and Abdeslam replied he had read a summary on the internet. Salah Abdeslam is also legally considered a terrorist murderer in Brussels, as are five of his co-defendants, including other friends from Molenbeek. But he is a murderer with no additional punishment. His lawyers reported that he received this with great emotion. So that's it for the day with uh, our newest edition of the uh, Europe Monitoring. I would also recommend uh, in a few days we will publish our second part of uh, our talk with the political scientist Ahmed Kuru, where we are covering more uh, current scenarios and situations regarding Islam and its influence on states in the MENA region. Um, if you want to follow it, please also, if you did not have done it yet, listen to the first part of uh, the talk with Ahmed Kuru, which was already published last week. So MENA Research Center wishes you all a nice rest of the week and hear you all soon. Bye-bye. And best regards from Vienna.